Welcome to Downtown World. Don't waste no time with negativity. The conversations you never get to hear with me, Kay Blair. Weekly where we gain inspiration from our special guests. Thank you for tuning in and sharing, subscribing to us each and every week. This week's episode is sponsored by Shop Downtown, your one-stop shop for everything downtown world. You can visit and support us at www.downtownworld.com. That's www.dwntwnwrld.com. Now, let's get into this week's bowl of fruit. Eat fruit and mind your business. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, and welcome to another week's episode of Downtown Podcast. Now, this week we have a queen with us that I'm very excited for you guys to get to know. If you're listening, uh, you cannot, you don't know who is with us yet, but if you're watching, this beautiful queen is definitely someone that I feel we need in terms of everything going on. We're into cryptocurrency, we're into stocks, we're into Bitcoin, we're into planning for our future. You know, the COVID has definitely helped shift our thinking and more these more ways than one and i feel it's very important for us to once we get all this money or if we have the money and we're thinking about what to do with it how to plan accordingly in our life we need more people or places like jean philippe and associates and our queen naomi jean philippe with us today did i say it correct or is it philippe you did say you said it perfect (laughs) (laughs) i get happy when i pronounce things correct because we pronounce the full name this time around okay (laughs) So thank you so much for joining myself, Downtown World, here today. Don't waste no time with negativity, Naomi. Um, Truly what you're doing is selfless because you could have just figured out the plan and the game for yourself and just moved on and been happy with it. But you dedicated your life's purpose to helping families, individuals, groups, estate planning. And you are an estate lawyer, I should say clearly for everyone. So... How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing phenomenal, and I'm glad that you are able to see what I'm doing um, through my work. I have been struggling with like creating a place, or I guess in a public or online platform where I can kind of share information, um, because I do think estate planning is something that affects every single person. Um, we're all gonna, you, we're all, none of us are here forever. We're all gonna expire at some point, um, and really having a plan for how you want things to go um, is something that's absolutely dedicated my my life's purpose to. Um, I think it's really important, um, especially for people like me. I like to be in control of the things that I'm doing. I like to be intentional and purposeful. And I know that um, I want to be here on the earth to have an impact. Um, And you can't do that unless you're being intentional. And one of the best ways to be intentional is to be intentional about not only what you're creating, but also what you're leaving behind. Um, and that's something that I, I'm very passionate about. Um, and I think everyone, everyone should be just as passionate about it because it's, again, something that's going to affect everyone. And if you know you're here creating and you're doing good things in the world, we're all creators. We all have the possibilities and opportunities to, to put out something good in the world or put out something bad. It's up to you. Um, but if you're, if you know that you have a, a purpose and you're being um, intentional about what that purpose is, um, it's definitely important to have a plan and a strategy on how to execute that plan. 
Agreed, period. So <laughs> when it comes to, you know, estate planning and just, as you said, you decide to do your own practice. If you could just let us know where you're based out of, if you're open to working with people internationally and just like more specifically of what you do for those who are still wondering or never heard of even an estate lawyer. Absolutely. So my name is Naomi Jean Philippe. I am the CEO and founder of the Jean Philippe law firm, Jean Philippe and Associates, located in New York City, as well as Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and I am very um, excited, excited to share the information that I have learned about estate planning, because it's something that I also did not know. Um, when I first started my, my practice, I actually started my practice as a personal injury practice um, mm -hmm. and helping individuals, victims of catastrophic injuries. Um, and I, I loved it. I, there's nothing that I didn't love about personal injury. Um, and a few years ago, um, this is actually shortly after starting my, my law firm, my dad passed away. It was very, very unexpected. Um, he was 60, it was a few months after his 60th birthday. Um, he had a heart attack, but he had a heart attack on Mother's Day um, and did not make it my to Father's Day. So it was very, thank you, I appreciate that. It was very unexpected. Um, and I knew he, he had had a will drafted. I had no idea what that will said. I had no idea that I was going to be the administrator of his, of his estate. Um, and I didn't grow up in a family with other lawyers. I'm the only lawyer in my family, um, to my knowledge, at least. Yeah. Um, so it was definitely um, all eyes on me at that time. It was everyone was kind of expecting me to just know what to do and know how to figure it out. And the reality was I really didn't. Um, and also, I really just wanted to grieve. I didn't want to sit exactly. here and, you know, prepare an estate Work. and have to file a petition in court. Um, yeah, I wanted to remember him for the person that he was, the phenomenal person that he was in the world and the work that he did in the world. Um, I didn't want to, you know, go ahead and do those things. But me figuring out, I knew that it was something that I had to do. Me figuring those things out um, was definitely a learning experience for me. Um, as Even as an attorney, I was an attorney when this happened. And I I still didn't know. I just still didn't understand that you still have to probate a will in court. I didn't understand that there were bond requirements for doing that. I didn't understand how expensive it was. I didn't know that you, you know, you had to pay lawyers and court fees and all these things um, in order to get that done. I thought you have a will, you're set, right? Yeah. Not exactly the case. Uh, so I definitely learned the hard way. My, my parents um, had actually started a business um, when I was in high school, probably 14 or 15. And they would buy properties in low income areas um, in order to provide fair housing, affordable housing for the residents of that area. Um, and it was something that they had been doing like as kind of a side hustle um, because they thought that, you know, this is something that we want our kids to have. I have three brothers and sisters. They thought they were creating generational wealth. They thought yeah. this is something we're going to pass on to our kids. They introduced us to the business. Um, we were doing work on the houses, painting, repairs, renovations. Um, and at the time that my, my dad passed away, my mom looked at me and said, I can't manage this business. We have to shut this business down. I actually had two businesses. Um, and she said, I can't manage this on my own. I have no idea what he was doing. Um, I'm going to have to shut this business down. And I thought she was absolutely crazy. Um, so I knew that a lot of the reason why she was saying that is because she didn't understand the value of the asset that she had. She didn't understand how important it was in the black community. She, I, my, I'm a daughter of immigrants. Yes, Both my parents are from Haiti. 
So for them to come here and to have full-time jobs, Does four kids, yeah. buy a house, you know, be able to, to create um, a business and yeah. introduce their kids to the business, they knew that they had a plan. They just didn't know how to execute That's on cute. that plan. Yeah. So I really realized, I realized that it was not just me that was having this problem. This was a, definitely a big problem in our community that we think that we're going to create something that's going to pass on to the next generation. Oh, and look at the real less than, yeah, less than 30% of businesses actually make it to the next generation and only about 15% make it to a third generation. So this is not just me. This is not just my family. This is a common issue that a lot of people just don't know, especially not in the black community because no one's talking about it. Um, so I really, I dug right in and I was like, I'm going to learn as much as possible about this. I started working with coaches. I joined organization after organization. I joined the Family Wealth Planning Institute, All while Enterprise working. Institute. Oh, while I was grieving because I really wanted to, I knew that this, there was a bigger impact. There yeah. was, this was a bigger issue. And I was tired of seeing, you know, people with GoFundMe pages and things like that. So I said, you know what, this is not just me that's struggling through this. There's no planning that's being done. And a lot of these cases, they just don't know that they're supposed to plan for this. Um, so if I can be that person that can create an avenue for people to learn more about this. And then they make the decision. Is this something that exactly. I want to do? Do I want to leave my family with a burden or do I actually want to create wealth and legacy and leave them with something that's going to benefit them and future generations? Exactly. Wow. Like there's so, so many things. And thank you just for being so open with your truth, because that is not easy all while mourning, like not a family, like just a family member, like one half of the reason why you're, why you're in the world today. And, you know, being now the shoulder um, or the backbone for your family, in a sense, I don't want your family to hear this and say, wait, you know, like in a sense for the fact that you had to self learn and self teach yourself how to deal with all these things. And there is that factor where it's just like, we have the ideas of how we want to get rich or how we want to create wealth or wealth for our family. And it sounds cute buying all these properties and things, but we also got everything you spoke on, we have to look into the fine prints and the actual steps that are required and need to take place just in case I pass away and this has to be turned over to somewhere else or ways that we can dissolve the business where maybe we have hired help helping us for this section of the rental company where your mother probably wouldn't have felt that stress when the time had come or the importance of educating your family or you know your successors into what you expect of them once gone. You can't just be black family, everything's so hush us. Everyone is doing their own thing, own thing, own thing, but it's all for the betterment of everyone. Like, but nobody actually sat down in a group and was like, all right, folks, <laughs> like this yeah, is how it's going. Yeah, and it's just, wow. Like, it's just so real. And for me, you know, this is a trigger warning for people because this conversation is scary for me as someone that like my father you know those of you who are true diehard fans of the show you know that cancer is something that my father um is battling with and like I I don't want to think negatively but situations like these force you to think a certain way or think about things that maybe you wouldn't have had to think about at different times of your life now put on COVID and a pandemic on top of that. So, you know, it's very vital for us to do what the white, white, white people do and really just 
make sure all of our ducks are in a row because everything isn't always just, oh, I'm going to buy a bunch of properties and this is um, going to help my family live on. Like those numbers are very real. 30%, less than 30%. That is very real. Um, I want to say like, before we go any further in this conversation, you are truly amazing and a queen. And like what you've done is not regular. It's not normal. That is something like that more people need to know about your story and support you, which is in in the end supporting themselves. So, you know, it is very important for us to have people like you in the world. Now, when it comes to your family, you mentioned, how did they receive now you having to be like, okay, guys, you may not understand what I'm doing, but this is how it has to be done for things to move accordingly. How did they adjust or receive to that? Or how did you maneuver through that? So that's part? an interesting question because I think a lot of us go through conflict when we lose somebody. It's, it's mm-hmm. unfortunate, but the problem is, is without having an estate plan, there's usually a lot more conflict because then it's, you know, why didn't this person, you know, think to do these things for us? Why is this person leaving this behind for us? Um, and then it's looking for these assets that sometimes you don't even know exist. Um, there are millions and millions of dollars left, not just dollars, but assets, properties left to the state departments of unclaimed funds. And for those of you who are not from the US, that's really where your stuff goes when no one claims it. So let's say an employer has a paycheck for you and you never picked up that paycheck. They can't just keep it. It has to go to the Department of Unclaimed Funds and Mm -hmm. someone has to figure out that it's there and then go get it. (laughs) Um, And if you don't know what someone owns, I actually spoke with someone just the other day who said that her her father had passed away. She had no idea that her dad owns boats, airplanes, all the paintings. She had no idea and she was close with him Um, Mm -hmm. and he didn't have an estate plan and he's trying, she's trying to figure out what are all these things? Do they even really belong to him? How do I get rid of them to pay off debts and to pay off taxes and to to do all these things? And all she really wants to do is grieve. Um, But because he didn't have an estate plan, she doesn't have that opportunity to do that in the way that she would have had he had, you know, made plans and arrangements for all of these things. So it's something that affects everyone. I know a lot of people think, you know, you have to be rich or you have to have a lot of money or a lot of things or, you know, really expensive house. If you have a bank account, that's a thing. That's something that you don't just wake up and have a bank account. You had to go to the bank and create that account and put money into that account for it to exist. Um, So those are things that we're creating that we're not necessarily protecting. A lot of people who start businesses, they don't necessarily understand that there's value behind those businesses. They might think, oh, well, I'm not doing much. I'm not making a lot of money. You know, I just started, but there's a value behind those businesses, especially if, you know, you're paying taxes and things like that. There's a value behind your business. So it's also a matter of us thinking of our things in a way that we actually care about them. We actually understand the value of what we've created and put out into the world. Um, You know, when it comes to things like, you know, photographs and and sentimental things, those are things that we want to protect as well. Um, Because I speak to so many people that say, you know, 
And I, I went through this myself. I thought to myself one day, what if I forget what my dad's voice sounds like? I have no videos with his voice recorded or anything like that. So that's something that I incorporate into my estate plans as well for, for everyone who comes to me. Um, I, I have a recorded like legacy interview that I'll do for them because I think that that's something that a lot of people don't think yeah. about. Those are the things that we care about the most. What's going on with us spiritually, mentally, emotionally? Um, yeah. How do we pass those things on to the people that yeah. we love to make sure that they know that that that's what was really important to us, not the stuff. Yeah. That is, woo, that, that would be like the closure so many people would feel just yeah, from those but, added those added touches. Um, <clears throat> but just to answer your question, um, yes. my, my family, my siblings specifically, were very confused. They're like, there's four of us. Why are you the one who gets to take care of everything? Um, and I, I didn't really think that it was necessarily a privilege. Like I said, it's not mm. something that I wanted to do. It's something that I felt like I had to do. Exactly. Um, and I think that there was probably just the assumption that maybe she'll know what to do. And that's, the, that's really all it was. Exactly. Um, but I think um, my family looked at it like, why did they pick you and not me? So even like some of my siblings, I'd say, okay, if you want to give me a hand, sure. Because again, this is not something that's fun. It's not sexy. It's not, you know, there's nothing exciting about this. It's kind of like paying bills. Like you have to do it. You don't want to do it, but you kind of have to. Um, So there definitely was a lot of conflict. Um, There was a lot of, he did have somewhat of a plan. It wasn't updated, but he did have a plan. Um, So there was that, you know, that document that says, this is what I want to happen. Um, But I also didn't understand that there's different types of plans. There are are types Mm -hmm. of estate plans that can help you avoid going to court altogether, where you never have to bring a will to a court um, yeah. because your assets are protected in, in another vehicle. Um, yeah. And these are the things that I didn't know about. That's how you truly transfer generational wealth. Because yeah. once things are in court, um, you're paying court fees, you're paying lawyers, you're paying yeah, all these those. things. Yeah. yeah, and these are things that we don't talk about. A lot of us don't know it. And by the time you get to really understand what's happening, the person who is really affected is gone, right? So you can't have that conversation with them and say, this is what you should have done differently. Um, So this is why I hope to create a platform to help others to understand that you can do this. And it really is a form of self-love, in my opinion. I think, you know, a lot of people think they're planning for death. You're really planning for your life because once you get that plan in place, number one, you're giving yourself peace of mind. You're knowing, hey, no matter what happens, I did everything that I knew that was necessary so that my family doesn't have a headache left over once I'm gone. Or in the event like something happens to you, let's say you get into a car accident or, you know, so many different health conditions can cause you to be incapacitated. If something like that happens, you're clearly stating your wishes. So your family isn't stressed out about, you know, would she have wanted us to do this? Would she have wanted us to, you know, uh, resuscitate her in this situation? Would she have wanted this type of medication? You can make those decisions early on while you're still healthy. And it really does bring you peace of mind to know that things are going to be done the way that you want them done. Exactly, exactly. Now, it's it's very important that, you know, we have these conversations because I'm happy that, you know, it is still February that you are a Black woman, that I'm able to get this advice. It does make me feel more comfortable. It does make me feel like it's not just um, a, a one race type of thing to do, because that is a stigma. I feel like things of this nature have at times as well. So, there's nothing I feel for us to be scared of. We should not be, once everything is planned, as you said, it does give that peace of mind. 
Now, um, a, a question that we do ask here, every guest on the show um, downtown, don't waste no time with negativity is, what is a situation that doesn't have to be recent where it was def definitely negative, but you found a way to rise above and um, might've even surprised yourself and not waste any time with negativity. But I feel like you gave like one of the hardest examples that I've, I've gotten. When I say hard, I mean like amazing examples, not that there's anything like glorifying about your situation, but like with your dad, I, I don't know if you'd want to share another situation um, apart Absolutely. from that, that you definitely were like, surprise yourself. You did not, you did not engulf in the flames and <laughs> rose above. <laughs> Absolutely. I think starting, um, so I, I, I mentioned that my, both my parents did start um, a business there that we were young, but they yeah. also had full-time jobs. Um, so they were entrepreneurs in the technical sense, um, but that wasn't, you know, their source of survival. Um, so me starting my law firm was definitely a time where I was dealing with a lot of situations that I didn't expect, I didn't anticipate, and I didn't really have someone to talk to and say, hey, listen, I'm starting a business, I'm starting a law yeah. firm, yeah. this is what I can do. Um, I definitely face a lot, a lot of negativity. Um, <laughs> but, you know, whenever you're doing something new, there's always gonna be, oh, you change, you're different, you're this, you're that. And my response is always, you know, I didn't work this hard to stay exactly the same. You know, I'm working hard to, to change people's lives, to change my life, um, because if everything was fine, I wouldn't have spent all that money in school. I wouldn't have got all these student loans and debt and all these things exactly. that, you know, they're not, th those are also not glorified things. Those are exactly. not fun things, but those are steps that sometimes you have to take in the process to get that message across, to have that impact that you want to have. Exactly. Um, so I definitely feel like it took me time to realize that I had to show other people what I'm doing so they can actually understand that this is not just cute. This yeah. is not just, you know, show up, get dressed, and yay, I'm a lawyer. Like, there's a lot of hard work that goes into yeah. this. Yeah. Um, and it's not stuff that other people necessarily want to do sometimes. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's heavy to hear stories about, you know, I'm, I'm an estate planning lawyer. I hear stories about death all the time. Okay. Yeah. And before my dad passed away, that's not something that I would be able to deal with. That's not something that I could sit and talk to people about and, and you know, watch them cry over, over someone that they've lost or the thought of losing someone. Or yeah. sometimes I even have parents who know that, you know, I'm the only parent and I know that, I'm, I know I'm young, but if something happens to me, what would happen to my child, you know? And these are emotional stories a lot of yeah. the time. And you're really getting deep into people's families and, you know, creating a situation where they have to trust you. They have to trust that your planning is going to help them, help them when they're not here. It's going to help their families at a time that they're not able to help their families. Exactly. So this is not something that I was able to do in the past. It's something I definitely had to work towards and move past. Um, and showing other people what I'm going through became really important because I think a lot of people saw me as, okay, she just likes to work. Like she just likes working. And that's, yeah. and the reality is I love what I do, but I love what I do because I'm changing other people's lives. I'm making an impact Sorry. on other people's lives. Um, and I think showing other people that through, you know, through social media and speaking and things like that, I think that's really how I was able to change that negativity of, oh, she thinks you all that. Um, no, she's working really hard to help other people who don't necessarily know how to help themselves. Straight. At a certain point in my life, um, 
I remember my cousins because I didn't grow up with like my siblings right away. Um, I'm first generation. My background is Jamaican. And, you know, at first they call me like Oreo cookie and make fun of me because of certain different things. So sorry, certain different things that I might have been into or like, you know, wanting to become a social worker. Originally, I want to be an accountant, like just things along those lines. And I'm like, so you're telling me that we're clowning each other for wanting more? <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, okay, okay. Now, <laughs> when it comes to just even, I'm so happy you kind of tiptoed around that because I'm always curious to know, like, what is something in your life that you could say happened early on where it's no surprise to you that, you know, you are a lawyer of some sort today? Like, was it, you know, you were always trying to break up fights when you were younger? Like, what is something that you could just say where, like, people that might have known you way, way back could be like, I'm not surprised this is what she's doing because this personality trait or this character trait definitely speaks to you? The personality trait is I have a big mouth. Like, if I say, if I see something that is not supposed to be happening, or if I feel like something is off, I'm not going to hide it. I'm going to say, like, listen, you're not supposed to do that. Like, and I was always like that, even as a little girl. Yeah. Um, I have a big mouth. <laughs> That's probably um, the biggest thing. But I was always shy. So it wasn't always hard. It wasn't always easy, excuse me, to, to say how I felt or to say what I, what I was going through. But um, I'm very sensitive to, to these things. So I feel yeah. like if I don't say it, like, it stresses me out more than if I just say it. Mm. Um, so a lot of the times, like, even though I'm, I'm nervous, I'm shy, I'm introverted, um, I would just come out and say it like, no, you're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. That's not how you're supposed to do it. Um, or that's not how it's supposed to happen. Or, you know, you're not supposed to do that. Um, but <laughs> I'm on my business. Um, so I think that's the trait that a lot of people would see and say, okay, she's definitely gonna be a lawyer. She got a big mouth. <laughs> that's fair enough. That makes sense. That's that's a, usually a trait that people be like, all right, Shirty, you need to be somewhere where <laughs> your opinion can be heard. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, it's it's amazing that we can say that we're able to be in these all these other groups and all these other entities because I'm I'm very like I love seeing women especially us like just doing our thing in all different like fields like I want to be able to find a plant lady that like everything that's in my life I want to find someone that looks like me that is in this that can that is just top tier you know doing what they do and it's not easy that journey can be very lonely as you said you know a lot of the people I tweeted the other day you know I don't usually speak about my personal like I just kind of going and running everything every day and just you know the machine that doesn't stop which it will when, when God says it's time, but you know, it. nobody sees me getting up at like five, six every morning. Nobody sees um, you editing and, and doing all of these things that what people see is I guess the end result, the pretty picture. And it's, it's very important to have people around us that help to motivate and let us know that, you know, we're not alone. Yes, we are our biggest cheerleader, but there are sometimes those people in your lives that you could be like, okay, Maybe there's someone I could call or someone that could just carry out if it's even like, if you, even if they don't get it. What are maybe some, who are some of the people in your life that you could say possibly, you know, you help kind of carry me <laughs> through or keep me sane, even though you, sometimes you don't want to hear what the heck I'm talking about. I think there's a, definitely a number of people. Um, I, I keep really good people around me. So that mm -hmm. definitely helps when you're going through the tough journey of entrepreneurship. 
Yes. Um, my dad was definitely one of those people. I would talk to him about all things legal and he never knew what I was talking about. He would shake his head yes. Everything. Like, mm-hmm. Yep, you're right. You're right. Um, I would do opening statements with him. He's like, I have no idea what she's talking about. But. Sounds good. <laughs> um, my boyfriend is definitely one of those people. He's also an entrepreneur, so he understands the grind. Um, and he actually kind of met me working um, or networking. So he kind of saw it and was like, okay, she, she likes to work. I get it. She, she works a lot. Um, so that's, that's definitely important. making it a lot easier, 100%. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people don't realize that, especially when you're an entrepreneur um, and that's your bread and butter, the family that you have at home, the people that support you at home or support you at home can make or break you because it affects your finances. It affects your stress levels. You're bringing that home. It's going to affect your relationship. Um, So I think it's definitely important um, to have that person at home or people at home that you can talk to and understand you. Um, But also my best friend I I mentioned to you earlier is a social worker um, and she is constantly talking to me about mental health. And mm. mental health for lawyers is um, non-existent. Such a big topic. It's such a big topic. Yeah. Such a huge topic. It doesn't exist. And you know, especially here in the U.S., attorneys have a, a really high rate of alcoholism, and that's something that always stuck with me because I've seen it in my family and things like that. And I and I knew that that's something that you know could potentially affect me later on down the line. So I always made sure that, regardless of what I'm doing, that you know I wouldn't have to to substitute the way that I feel with drinking or with doing other things that Mm -hmm. provide temporary relief. Um, So I think it's it's important to have a tribe, a tribe of people that you can talk to, people you can call and ask questions, or really just to just let things off your chest. Um, So I definitely have a good group of friends that I can call, um, even during the pandemic. And sometimes they had no idea what I was talking about. And they just sit on with Zoom with a glass of wine and say, go ahead, girl, we're listening. Um, So I think it's important to have that tribe, 100%. It's 1,000. Like, one of my best friends, she doesn't even have social media. Like, and she's one of my longest standing friends. And she's so needed because here I am, digital media world all day. And I have a best friend that has enough, like, it's not that she's anti, but she's just like, what do I need, like? Dodge. so she she doesn't have any of it and it's 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 important you know one of my favorite movies is, is inception and um have you seen the movie inception I don't think I'm, ever seen I'm not a oh my gosh <gasps> i love i love me a good show in a movie <laughs> let me tell you okay if there's one thing i love a good show in a movie but there is a part in inception with leonardo dicaprio where it's just basically because they're tapping um in and out of reality like this he carries around with him I forgot the the proper name, but he carries around with him sort of something like, you know, a pen. It's like a dreidel. And whenever he's back, like normal, you know, present time, he will spin it. And it's something to just help keep him in check and let him know, okay, I'm here. And yeah, and reality is very important to have those people, those things, um, places even. There's a couple spaces I love to just drive and park up and just be with my thoughts and look out and just have a moment so it's so important and I would love to know even though it is non-existent in some cases but we want to normalize um and the importance of self-care and mental health um what are one of the ways that you practice um self-care and mental health with your everyday life or your life I don't want to say like every day you must do this but like because we're human at the end of the day but you know what is something that if it's even once a week you make sure Definitely eating healthy. I think um, 
even if it's just a fruit cup or a smoothie, I think having healthy snacks and health, having healthy meals um, is definitely important. I feel like whenever I start to, you know, lean towards fast food every day or I stop working out or I skip the, the smoothies, the stress levels are definitely a lot higher. Um, so I think eating healthy is definitely important. Um, I definitely think creating boundaries is the best form of self-care. Um, creating boundaries with work, work especially for someone like me who likes to work, um, I used to work seven days a week. Um, and <laughs> once I started dating, once I started dating, he's like, no, 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 we don't work on Saturdays. We don't do that anymore. <laughs> he's like, you, you can take one day off. Go get a facial. Go get your nails done. You don't need to work seven days a week. Everything is going to be just fine. The world is not going to crash and burn if you take a day off. Um, so creating boundaries is really important. And that's boundaries with people too. I know a lot of the times we want to we wanna look back and help family, um, even when we're not ready to. And that might lead to you know problems for us later on. So creating those boundaries and letting them know, I would love to help you. I just can't um, sometimes is the right answer. Um, and not feeling bad for it, not feeling guilty about it, not you know go getting the guilt trip for it. Um, massages are important. <laughs> um, before COVID was a lot more frequent. But, you got your partner. Um, Put him to work. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Best> oil. <laughs> um, but yeah, having those like little self care um, days or sometimes moments. Sometimes I don't have the whole day. Um, meditating. Meditating has definitely been something that has helped me so, so much um, because it kind of helps you to stop and really focus on yourself. And a lot of the times, especially as, as a service professional, um, I think that I'm supposed to focus on everyone else and I forget to focus on myself. Um, so stopping and having that moment to meditate um, at the beginning of the day, at the end of the day, it's definitely something that has changed um, a lot for me in terms of stress. And, and balance, work-life balance, um, and really just improving my, my overall mentality on life. Amen to that. It's very important. And it's beautiful that we acknowledge that we need to take those those spaces and those gaps in our life. Because, you know, I look at my, my mom, like she's worked, should be retired. And they just have been going so long, they just don't want to stop. They don't want to, not saying to stop, but you could put your time towards things that actually make you happy. Because I know it's not going into this place called work and clocking in for someone that is, you know, but everybody has their own journey. So yeah. <laughs> I love Listen, that. in the Caribbean community, I think we think working harder is the way to go. Validates um, us. I didn't know that I was burnt out in personal injury until my dad passed away. And I realized how hard it was for me to take days off from what I was doing. I didn't know what burnout was. I thought I'm working hard because I'm supposed to. Like yeah. burnout isn't something that we talk about. We see our parents working hard, our grandparents working all their lives. We yeah. don't think of it as anything other than normal because yeah. that's what we've always seen. Um, yeah. But the reality is that's not living. That's not what life is about. Um, life is also taking that time to spend with your family and friends and just, and just enjoying yourself. Yeah, you can enjoy yourself and what you're doing on a regular basis, but also enjoying the people that's around you is equally as important. I remember like when I used to, um, when I was dating someone and like, I would be so irritated, like if you're just sitting down doing like nothing. And I'm like, there's always something to do. Like, why are you, like, I had to, like, because I always see my mom, you know what I mean? You have to like reprogram yourself to be like, it's okay to like 
sit down and as I said, catch a show, catch a movie and, you know, just have a moment. Now, um, another staple phrase that we have here at downtown is eat fruit and mind your business. Where did you get that from? I love that line. (laughs) Honestly, it was just so like, I'm kind of a random spirit and you're just here. And I was like, there's some gossip stuff going on and you know, just like, yo, like eat fruit and mind your business. Like literally like it's good for your yoni. It's good for like everything, your skin, all of that. And like mind your, like your business. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, we read that in the like spiritual sense. I mean, in the, yeah, in the spiritual sense and in the physical sense. But today you've given so much fruit, you know, instead of saying like you gave so many keys or bars, I love to say fruit, like, because it's just a whole world, as I said, we don't really discuss. Death this something we don't really like to discuss. Um, the most I've heard death spoken about is like going to church, you know, and they're not telling us about estate planning and learn. So, you know, that's a whole other not a conversation. You know what I mean? So it's very important for us to know like these worlds exist and just expand the way we think and really set ourselves up for the future. Now, with all the fruit you've given today, it it I I don't know if there's still more of you to share, but if you can, I'd be so appreciative. What is some fruit that you would love to share with us today um, on top of all the fruit that you've already given, but like something that you're like, you guys cannot leave without like knowing or me sharing this to your life today or adding this value to your life today. I think the biggest thing that I could say is to be confident in what you're doing. I think confidence goes a long, long way. And sometimes we forget that we should be encouraging each other as women to just carry that confidence. Um, instead of throwing shade, instead of you know, you know, laughing at someone who's down, just remind them to be confident. Um, and I think it makes a big difference in, in everyone's life. Um, there's things that I've seen people accomplish that they have no idea how they've accomplished it other than just being confident about what they're doing. Um, so I think confidence is definitely the number one thing that I would love to share with everyone um, because I think it, it does make a world of a difference in your life. Um, and protect protect your assets, guys. Um, I didn't really understand that the stuff that I have is an asset per se because it kind of sound, it sounds like a fancy way of saying stuff, right? Yeah, um, yeah. That's exactly what it is, um, but it's, it's still your stuff and your stuff is an asset. Um, and I really hope that people to start, start to see it that way and really protect the stuff that they're creating, protect the, the businesses, the families, the, um, the structures, anything that you're putting out in the, into the world um, can be created. You see people trademarking phrases and these phrases are worth millions and billions of dollars trademarking, copywriting songs, and these songs are worth so much. These are things that they created. It all started in their head. Think about that. It all started in their head, and now it's worth millions and billions. So I definitely think that whenever you're creating something, um, putting that confidence behind you to say, I'm creating something great, and then protecting it um, is definitely, definitely crucial. Um, And that's what I hope that everyone walks away with today. Fruit. Like, (laughs) that's the fruit. That, that is so important because like even for me I can look back and be like anyone that I've spoken to whether it was like three years ago or now 
like it's the same energy obviously I elevated more you know growth but in the sense of like I was as confident then about downtown world as I am today like you especially when you are an entrepreneur and you have something like to yourself watching shows like Shark Tank and seeing these people you know share and pitch their ideas like that confidence is so real and someone like myself that is like I don't want to say like so insecure, but I am very like insecure about a lot of things. I won't even lie. A lot, a lot of things. And I see women like you and I'm like, I just like automatically, I'm like, this is big sis. I love her. I love what she represents because I see that confidence. And that is a lot of the times what attracts me like to people is just, I'm in admiration of that confidence. And it's so important because there, there is a thin line, but that like, confidence and law of attraction Ooh, when you had those working and you're and you're prepared the way how like favor is just in your life it can it can be such an amazing experience speak Absolutely. that you could say like this is a moment where it helped to help you gain this confidence because you're a beautiful queen you probably hear that all the time you look great like your your skin is flawless let's get into your teeth or keep going i'm gonna keep going just like chocolate yumminess but like people don't know what we feel inside so what is Absolutely. something that just helped you to get here i will say this Kay. you have no idea how much we are similar as women um, until we start talking about it because I don't consider myself myself as someone who's super confident. I'm very introverted. I'm very shy. Um, I just feel like things that are important for me to get across, I'm okay with making a fool out of myself if that means that you guys get the information that I'm here to share. I'm cool with that because um, that's more important to me than myself being a little shy to get on camera and talk to talk to people about something that I think is important. Um, I'm more scared for people to not have things planned and to see more GoFundMes because this person didn't have a will or life insurance and it's not that expensive to have in the first place. So I'm more scared of that happening than myself coming on here and making a fool out of myself. I can make a fool out of myself and I'll get over it. <laughs> um, I'll, be, I'll be fine with that if I get that message across. Um, but I don't think that I, I, that confidence is something that we can't learn. I think confidence is something that everyone can learn. And it it's a matter of putting that into your head on a regular basis. We are being fed with so much information from social media, TV, news, on the street, everywhere you go, you're being fed with mm -hmm. information. And the stuff that you feed yourself, the stuff that you put into your own head about yourself, um, should come first before you even leave the house. Like I'm a huge fan of affirmations. Um, listening to positive affirmations and listening to positive music, um, especially at the beginning of the day to get my day started because those things, when you, when you continuously tell yourself good things over and over and over, you start to feel good, you start to do good. And that's really what it's about. It's so you can be the best version of yourself. And if you're not confident, you're never gonna show up as that best version. So just telling yourself the things that you want to hear, the, the things that you want to hear from other people. Um, I'm pretty sure Beyonce doesn't wake up confident every single day, but guess what? Yeah. When she gets on camera, you she's confident. Ready. You know what I mean? So it's, it's definitely something that, that takes work um, and constant work. Um, I know I go through phases of, oh my God, I'm really shy. And oh my God, I'm, I'm, I'm just out there and extroverted. Um, so I think it's something that 
sometimes like, you know, we feel like we, we're feeling good, we're feeling confident, and then something comes and, and knocks us off and makes us feel a little low. So it's something that constantly needs to be worked on. Um, and that's something I've definitely learned myself too. Um, I've, I, I mentioned earlier that, um, you know, death was a, a thing that I couldn't talk about a few years ago. Um, and that's something that I've been dealing with for a long time because um, from a young age, like I lost a good friend of mine when I was nine from mm-hmm. cancer at nine mm-hmm. years old and you know no one talks to a nine-year-old like how do you feel it how are you feeling exactly. is everything okay mm-hmm. do you exactly. need therapy they're not they're not having these conversations no. with you um, my grandmother who, who cared for me I lost a year a year after that no one's coming to check on my mental health at nine ten years old no. um, and it was it was something that I dealt with over and over and over again and I have a really big family and what they don't tell you about having a big family is that you lose a lot of people and each time it feels different and you feel different and it takes something different out of you. Um, but it's definitely something that I had to learn to open up and express um, because sharing your story is really important. And I think there's a lot of confidence that's learned in sharing your story as well. Um, because once you start to do that, no matter how scared you are to tell people what you're going through, there's somebody else going through the same thing. And knowing that you can inspire someone to do something good in their lives just by telling them what you went through, I think that's phenomenal. And that's why I love this platform, Downtown World, because being able to have a place that you can tell your story is not always easy. You can't always go to family. You can't always go to friends. You can't always do that. But being able to have a platform to be able to tell your story and share it with other people who can hear you and maybe say, wow, like that was me one day. And now that I've heard this, there's other people going through this who have made it past that. I can do that, too. I think it's, it's definitely important to have that platform. And I definitely appreciate that you, you have created one. Wow. I am honored, Queen. <clears throat> I'm not I'm not crying. Are you? <laughs> no, I, I I'm truly honored because like as we were speaking earlier, this is something that was solely just what I was going through in life and just being able to meet amazing people like yourself that are showing me your life doesn't have to end the way it started. It's a beautiful journey and experience that I don't want to stop. (laughs) So it's it's beautiful. Now we're going to lighten up the mood a little bit. I have some fun (laughs) questions that we ask here at Downtown World. Now you see on my personal page, Naomi, it's like, you see, I love my food. Like, if there's one thing in life <laughs> that has brought me comfort and happiness, it is food, okay? Now, I would love to know, what did you eat today? And I need, like, I need I need description. I need you to take me there. <laughs> I need to be, like, in your mouth, so to speak. So, please, <laughs> what did you so, eat today? I love food, too. Um, most people think I'm lying because I'm skinny. So and they, skinny. See eat, they see me eat and they're like, okay, she's a beast. I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know where the food goes, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I love food. I recently stopped eating meat. Um, I say recent, but it's kind of been off and on for a few years. Um, I stopped eating meat, but I still do eat like seafood. So today I had for breakfast, I had a fruit cup um, with melon and pineapples and grapes. Um, it was amazing. Um, and for lunch, I had um, rice and beans with garlic shrimp, which was also amazing. <laughs> but um, it was like Spanish rice. It was really good. Really good. Oh my gosh. Mm, <laughs> this sounds so good. Last night, I was feeling like a little pasta-y because I was watching Eat, Pray, Love. 
and I made some like pesto pasta with like shrimp and chicken now I'm thinking should I sh- I should post it because you have me in my fields mm-hmm. oh, good. <laughs> listen and you're Jamaican Jamaicans have some of the best food not all of anything- them but but I feel you <laughs> anything jerked is amazing to me I love me some jerk shrimp jerk salmon Mm-hmm. What is something in the um, Haitian community that I should try? Because I I don't want to sound like any way, but I find like a lot of the women that I've been loving, um, like a lot in the media industry, when I find out they're like Haitian and I'm like, yo, let me find out. This is where my people be at. So <laughs> shout outs Karen Civil, shout outs Jesse Wu. Those are two definite people that I know rep their heritage, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, give me some food from there. What is something that I should try? Because Toronto, if there's anything about out here and when the world is safe, you need to come out here, girl, and visit and have a good time. <laughs> but like anywhere in the world that you want to try food from, you can find it out here and it will be like authentic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so what is something that even if it includes me, which is very huge in your journey, because I know that's not easy, easy decision to make. So whether it's vegan yeah. or like non-vegan, I'm open to it. What is something I should try? I definitely think you should try Lumbi. Um, Lumbi is like, mm-hmm, it's like food okay. conch and it's probably like, like you can get, some really good lumpy, it will change your life. <laughs> um, and another big thing that we have in the Haitian culture is guyo, which is essentially fried pork. Mm. It's called guyo. Guyo. Um, did I say it right? Yes, you did. <laughs> um, I don't, I personally don't eat guyo. I grew up not eating pork, um, so I really don't eat it, but that's like one of the big dishes in the Haitian okay. community that um, you can't go wrong if you get some guyo. So, so it's like fried pork, like seasoned up? It's se- seasoned and fried. And we usually have it with um, what's called pickles, which is like um, a pickled pepper that we kind of like pour Ooh. over the top. That almost, you know what? I'm not even going to guess, but like, I feel like that almost sounds like something the Bayesian culture has, where it's, it's, it's like pickled feet, but it's not, the, the pork isn't um, fried but it's like in this kind of like, no, it starts with an S. Now it's going gonna, it's gonna to hit me right after we <laughs> But no, it sounds good. Like I'm trying to say like, no, no more of that. But then like we were speaking on earlier, I can definitely tell when I'm getting like super stressed or, and I'm definitely an emotional eater. So I'm just like, I need a pepperoni pizza right now. But like <laughs> I do that and I'm just like I look at the box, the empty box, so like disgusted with myself after like girl, like you haven't tried, but you know, here we are. Like I'm being real with the people. Like this is this is real entrepreneurship. Like sometimes you don't follow your schedule. Sometimes you stress eat. And me asking you what you ate today, that is just my um unorthodox way of checking in with you and making sure that you're eating and putting yourself first in some way and remembering to eat because <laughs> we do get I appreciate that <laughs> listen I definitely appreciate that because sometimes I do have those days where I do forget to eat and having a friend call and say did you eat today is pretty important it's so huge I appreciate that. <laughs> it's huge no problem queen now I will ask you um one more question if that's okay I do respect your time and I know we are there um Sorry, it will be two two more questions. My apologies. So, <laughs> no, don't apologize. <laughs> so the second to last question is, 
<clears throat> if you had the option of having $500 million one time, like receiving a deposit of $500 million once or um, curing world hunger and the world knows that it was you that had cured it, which would you prefer and why? Interesting. See, I am very shy. Like when I do things, I have a hard time being public with them. So the whole world knowing it was me, I'd probably have a problem. <laughs> um, but I would definitely pick curing world hunger any day. But the fact that everyone would know would be the hard like, part. Oh, exciting. I'm like, mm, someone's not going to like me after that. <laughs> Facts. Facts. <laughs> Bill Gates is going to come out of nowhere and say that it was him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I, I'm gonna let that so I didn't even think about all the hating mans that would be like, oh, so you you feel like you could cure this? Like, this? like really? You did that face like, oh, like, <laughs> that like I could have did that too, but I was working on it. <laughs> right? Like, who? But who are you? Like, I'm I'm Miss Jean Philippe. Like, hello. <laughs> I'm so silly. Please ignore me. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I do that like, I do that Dave Chappelle thing where like all the jokes are like running through my mind <laughs> and I could just be like laughing like forever just to myself, you know. See, Dave Chappelle has an interesting story. Not to throw things off, but he has an interesting Let's story. Talk about I don't it. know if you've seen like the most recent, I think it was like um, during COVID he did this. Uh, but he had, it might have been only on social media, I don't remember, but he did a stand-up that he hosted like in his yard or in his house, um, and he was talking about some of the things that he went through with the Chappelle show because yeah. he didn't yeah. protect his yeah. assets. Yeah. And he was talking about how he owns none of the rights to the show. He doesn't get any of the royalties. And he was able to call Netflix and say, listen, this hurt my feelings. Yeah. And they were nice enough to take it down. to Because we roll with him. We respect him. Shout out. Yep. But I mean, he's one of the greatest comedians of all time. So 100 yeah. percent. Like I grew up listening to Dave Chappelle and watching his stand up and watching his show. Um, yeah. To know that, like, someone else is getting credit for that. Someone That's else is getting a check. Easy. And he can't even, he can never call another show that he's yeah. doing the Dave, Dave Chappelle, Chappelle show. show. And That's, That's his insane. name. That's, That's insane. Name. So when they say you're signing your life away to the devil, they do mean it. Sometimes that's exactly what's happening. And he talks about like the things that he went through afterwards, where he never smoked or drank before that, but now he's just like, well, you know, this kind of ruined my life. So what else am I supposed to do? Um, but that's one of the things that he hasn't resolved now, thank God. But like it was through the power of, you know, his fan base. And it and took this long. It yeah. took this long. It's yeah. been over 15 years. It took Literally. this long. Literally. No, it's ruining it, his life. <laughs> that's a huge example. And like, is there, I feel like you've kind of answered this, but just to like dumb it down, just in case like people earlier in the interview might have missed this, but is there like, is there a minimum amount of like how much you would require for someone to like work with you? Do I have to have a certain amount in my account? Um, and like, what are the things that you look for if someone wants to work with you? Do I have to be a certain age? How do you go about that? So that's a great question. So I always encourage anyone over the age of 18 should have an estate plan. Um, the type of estate plan that you might have is different depending on how much you have in the bank, how many assets you own, um, whether you have kids, um, whether you own a house, whether you have a mortgage, that's the type of plan that you have is going to change. Um, some plans, um, depending on your income, depending on your goals, depending on your family dynamics, 
a will might be just fine um, if you don't have a lot of assets. Um, but once you start to accumulate more assets and you have small children and you want to make sure that your kids are protected and that those assets are staying in the family, um, then, you know, there are other options such as living trust, revocable living trust, irrevocable living trust that may be a better option, um, which they are a little bit more expensive. That's why I say um, it's usually once you start to accumulate assets. Um, yeah. Once you have something to protect, right? If you have a kids to protect, if you have a house to protect, if you have a business to protect, that's when you want to consider something more than just a will. Um, if you have a big bank account to protect, um, all of those things would be reason to consider something more than just a will. But if you're over the age of 18, um, understand that whether you're married or not, you want to make sure that there's someone who has clear instructions. God forbid something happens to you what you want done whether when you end up in the hospital what do you want them to do you want to make sure that they have authorizations to get your medical records so that the hospital doesn't have to wait in oh, treating you yeah. yeah and this is this is this is things that are really happening these are things go. that happen all the time yeah. um and i'll share a quick story just because i think that people understand things better in stories um yeah. there's one story that i share um that my coach shared with me back when I was working with her. And she said that she had someone that was working with her, an employee that had no estate plan, but she had told her a few times that she wanted to get the estate plan. Um, unfortunately, before she got that estate plan, she ended up in a car accident and she was in a coma, unable to make any decisions for herself. Um, she had been living a vegan life, no meat. Um, her mom wasn't necessarily aware of that. And her mom came in, flew in from another state. So that took time. The hospitals you know, didn't have her medical history to see if she was allergic to anything. Exactly. So there's certain treatments they couldn't do for her. But her mom came in and they're administering medications that are made with animal byproducts. They're feeding her things through a tube that are made with animal byproducts. Um, and when she got better, she was really upset about it. And to this day, even though her friends were like telling her mom, like, no, she doesn't eat that. Please don't do that. Um, the mom was like, the hospital said this is what's best for her. I don't care. This is what we're going to do for her because she thought she was doing something good for her daughter. Um, and to this day, she said she doesn't have the same relationship with her mom because of those decisions that she made. So making those decisions, um, making sure that you have those, those instructions written down and making sure that you have someone that you trust um, to administer those decisions and to make sure that those decisions that, that uh, followed through um, it's really important, especially if you're someone who's particular about your health, if you have allergies, if you have health conditions, asthma, all these things are things that you want to think about and make sure that you have a clear plan for someone to take care of those things. And imagine she was in a coma for a few months. Who was paying her mortgage for her? Exactly. Who was paying her utilities for her? You, can, you can't imagine how many times people get out of the hospital after treatment, after surgery or whatever the case is, and now they're facing foreclosure. Now they have to worry about getting their lights turned back on all while they're healing. And that's not something that you really wanna go through. You wanna make sure that you have a smooth process. No one wants to think about this stuff, but making sure that you're doing it at a time where you're healthy is really important. So that way, those plans are already in place. God forbid something happens, there's clear instructions about exactly what you want done. So I think everyone over the age of 18 should have an estate plan. What it's going to look like is going to be different depending on how much you own and what your goals are for passing on those things that you own to either your family or your someone else. Yeah. No, that's very important. Thank you for sharing that story because like my mom, she's a nurse and I grew up like so much of my life being at the nursing home is like my second home. And just like a lot of the times those, those POA, like power of attorney situations and 
things on those nature people wanting to come in and say oh why can Tom to like it, it can get really <clears throat> crazy so you definitely want to have those things you want to have your say and in certain cases in most cases you do need that black and white so it's better to be safe than sorry right Absolutely. now another staple question that we do ask here at downtown world is we have the four elements you have the four earth elements the four elements you have earth water fire and air which element do you resonate with the most and why i would say water um water is just a calming place for me um I, like if i go to the beach to work that's like the ideal work day for me you know what i mean um which i don't get to do often i'm just throwing that out there as an example um but i think wa water just has such calming elements and properties um and i typically get lost um just staring out like this is something that can it's important for you to sustain life um but it's also something that can kill you like people can drown um so it's something that's really powerful and i think that um anything just like with anything else in life there's a certain balance, um, there's a certain um, amount, there's a certain level where you get to it being too much. Uh, and I think that's what water reminds me of. Um, so I would definitely say I associate the most with, with water um, and finding that balance in life um, is what I associate it with. I love that. And I love that explanation because it just has those two sides. So it can get really turned up or it can be really calming and flowing. Mm -hmm. So it's very important. Now, <clears throat> When it comes to where people can get in contact with you, um, just to let everyone know again, if you work with people like cross-border, internationally, things of that nature, where they can get in contact with you, what is the best way to get in contact with you, and um, how you prefer to be contacted? Absolutely. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm admitted to practice uh, law in New York and Georgia. So I serve estate planning clients um, in New York and Georgia alone. Um, but entrepreneurs, um, I work with entrepreneurs all over. Um, and when it comes to entrepreneurs, I help them to create systems um, that will ensure that the business passes on to their loved ones in the way that they plan on passing it on. And those systems that I help them to create, it's going to be the same across the board, um, because the four things that I focus on is the legal structures. So making sure you have contracts and a business entity, which is the same across the board, um, the same types of protections that they provide. Um, and I also focus on the insurance aspect, insurance systems, um, because insurance is something that is really left out um, and forgotten about a lot. But insurance is also something that can make or break your business. It can make or break your family if you don't have life insurance. Um, so I think that that's a huge, huge thing, a huge piece to successful businesses is having the proper amounts of insurance and the proper types of insurance. Um, so we've got legal, we've got insurance, financial, the money that's going into your business and the money that's coming out of your business, that applies to any business across the board. So creating financial systems to make sure that your business has enough value to actually transfer. So it's you're transferring a business and not a burden. Um, and then the tax structures, of course, um, the tax benefits, the tax systems, making sure that you're not overpaying on taxes, making sure that you're paying the proper amount of taxes at the right time um, is also important. Um, I know I spoke to um, a lawyer who actually said she got her law firm to a million dollars in her first year. She had no idea that she was supposed to be saving money to pay taxes. So she had to go and take out a loan, to pay the six figure loan to pay the IRS. 
So it's something that is important for any business across the board, legal insurance, financial impact systems, um, are definitely something that every business needs and needs to establish if you want to transfer it to your loved ones in the right way and create generational wealth. Um, and that I can help um, entrepreneurs and business owners anywhere. Um, because like I said, those four systems are going to be essential no matter what business you have or where you are in the world. To get in touch with me, you can definitely get in touch with me on social media. Um, I am the only person who, who checks those messages. Um, and it does, there is a connection a link in my bio. Um, so that way you guys can get in touch with me, book a consultation and um, learn a little bit more about me as well. Um, and that Instagram uh, page is Life Legacy Planner. Um, so you can definitely find me there. I'm also on Clubhouse, where I do a lot of talks about estate planning, um, and you can find me there as well, Naomi JP, um, and I'm more than happy to support you guys, um, so definitely feel free to reach out to me, and um, like I said, the link in my bio, you get to, get to learn a little bit more about me. Yes, guys, and you will not be disappointed. She's always sharing beautiful little bits of information, and as well, you're so um, warm to me. And I feel like given what you're dealing with, it is so important. I don't want to deal with someone that's rough or like, I feel like is unapproachable. So um, definitely I can see myself working long-term with Naomi. So please get in contact with her. Let's, Let's build wealth. Let's not look over the steps that are necessary for us to be prepared for our futures you know um we're hearing all these talks with elon musk and all these people but what are the steps that we're actually doing to like make sure these things are okay for us so thank you thank you thank you thank you so much naomi for your time like you are a true queen and what you're doing is more than needed and on the days for you when you know you may be feeling a little bit worn out please i'm hoping that you remember this conversation today to just help to help to give you that push sometimes we may need as like entrepreneurs and queens just fighting to build a legacy <laughs> for our families and our lives so yes absolutely hey, thank you so much for the platform i definitely appreciate the time here and getting to know you a little bit better this was definitely a lot of fun yes thank you so much queen guys this has been another week's episode of downtown world podcast thank you so much for your time and your patience remember don't waste no time with negativity eat fruit mind your business and make sure you are following and contact contacting naomi jean-philippe and associates at life legacy planner okay have a great day all right take care about to go downtown downtown hey